is Savage Beauty, a no-bullshit podcast for young professionals by young professionals. My name is Emma B. And my name is Brooklyn Curlin. We're going to talk about power, women, and workplace domination. Let's get it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Savage Beauty Podcast with your hosts as usual. I'm Emma B and I'm here with my girl Brooklyn Curlin. Thank you to all our OG listeners and if you're a first time listener, welcome. So today we're going to break down some scenarios and how we would have handled them to kind of really give people something to kind of learn from. Um, whether it was in a scenario you may have gone through or something similar. So today's topic is interviews. And I'm going to give some scenarios to Brooklyn that she's never heard before. And she's going to give some to me. And we're going to react and talk about them and figure out how a savage beauty would handle them if they experience them or any others like it. Let's get it. Let the battle begin. I'm going to start, and since Brooklyn always loves to put me on the spot, I'm going to put her on the spot today. So, Brooklyn, I know you were recently in an interview, and... Oh, you're getting personal (laughs) on me. Okay. But for a girl who always has something to say about something... That is true. You got stumped and stopped dead in your tracks in an interview, and so I want to break this down and hear about, for those of you who go into an interview, get asked a question, and have... No clue what to say. Your mind is just blank. And it happens. It yeah, tell does me about that, happen. Tell me about that. I just couldn't figure out what the person was trying to get at, what they were asking me, or I just had a brain fart, a complete brain fart. In that moment, I just had to come up with an answer. The best answer I thought in that moment I could produce. And let me tell you, Emma, I knew it was bullshit. As I answered the following questions, I was like, oh my God, that was still on my mind. I'm like, I still answered that. Not good. (laughs) Not good at all. You always have one where you're like, oh God. Yeah. I could have done... could have got that one better and after I, the fact. Right? I couldn't do anything in the moment. You know, yeah. I had to go on my interview. I had to continue to be confident mm-hmm. with the other questions. And it pushed me to kind of answer the other questions in more depth because I'm like, I did not score 10 points in that question. So the important part here, though, is what I did afterwards. Are you listening, Emily? What did you do? When I wrote my email, my thank you email, which you always should do, thank you for your time out of your busy schedule, Mm -hmm. I said I would like to revisit that question. And of course, I did my little research on the side and maybe gathered some more thoughts and be like, okay, this is what he was probably asking me. And I put my answer to what I would have loved to have said in that moment in that email. You get a redo, basically. I gave myself a redo, and yes, I took took that opportunity and let him know. And you know what? That's big points later because that, first off, the email's always a must. Mm -hmm. Second off, you always want to put something in that email about the details that you talked about within that interview, whether it was a perfect interview, you just want to say, like, I learned this from you, this was great feedback, or this was a great point you made. But what Brooklyn did is she did the same thing, but she took that And she used one of those questions to say, I remember the question you asked me. I know I slipped up on it a little bit. So here's my answer and what I would have said. And 
I think that's a great showing. So, and we're all human, right? Like, you're not gonna know everything about 100%. a role that you haven't even started. So, don't let it beat you up, but take that redo. And when you do that redo, do make sure it is a hundred percent on point. Yeah. That's definitely a Brooklyn special because I've never done that. And I, I took, I was like, I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> I'm I, use that. yeah, definitely do it, definitely. So I'm going to have to say or give myself a 10 out of 10, Emma B. Are you in agreement there? I guess so. Maybe a 9.5. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Shut up. 9.9, you mean. So your scenario. A savage beauty. She went to an interview at a beauty store and she was asked what her weakness is. And she said perfectionism. And the interviewee responded, being a perfectionist is very rare for a millennial. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Well, um, if I was sitting in her shoes in a retail position, I would have some strength, find my inner savage beauty. And honestly, I would say um, I don't think that a categorization or a prejudgment of a generation should be applied to me as an individual. Ooh, love it. Double whammy as usual. What's your opinion on answering about a weakness being perfectionism? I see that a lot on Google when I search. Like, what should I say is my weakness in an interview? I see it a lot. Yeah. Uh, is what I believe. Or That's your opinion. Yep. Yeah, I've seen that too. And it's a no-no. Um, is it? It's a no-no for it, you. I okay. mean, it it follows the advice of you should use a strength as a weakness. I mean, we've we've all Googled this stuff and read it. They're like, use something that can be a strength as a weakness so you look good. Guys... Ladies, don't, no matter what your gender is, don't do this because interviewers see right through it. Believe me, I've interviewed many people and I see right through it. So instead, understand and break down perfectionism. I myself am a perfectionist. Uh, I struggle with that. It is a weakness of mine, but I would never go into an interview saying I'm a perfectionist. Instead, what I would say is, Sometimes I get caught up in the smaller details of things and I lose the bigger picture. So sometimes I need to pull myself out so I can recognize the bigger picture and not waste time on some of the smaller details that don't matter. That is the exact answer I give Mm -hmm. as a perfectionist having that weakness. And I acknowledge it and then I add to it to say, I understand I do it, but this is how I've adapted myself to recognize when I do it so I can overcome it. So it is a weakness, but it's something I've acknowledged and been able to overcome. And therefore, I can handle the bigger picture strategically and I can handle the smaller details. You go, girl. So you see how it still becomes a strength, but it is acknowledging a weakness. Cha-ching! Money maker. And ladies... Remember, an interview, you want to stand out from the crowd. So don't pick the top Google search, perfectionism. Yeah. I mean, it's a good one. But Make it your own. interviewees hear it all the time. Make it your yeah, own. Man. Really understand your yeah, weaknesses man. because honestly, people, that's a skill. If you can understand your weaknesses and you can overcome them and adapt to them, that's the skill. That's what people want to hear. You're not perfect. No one's perfect. So admit to some weaknesses and then spin it into something positive. Brooklyn, I know you have a good one. Yes, I feel like you should I, share it. I say that I'm a, definitely a bold and assertive individual. 
doesn't sound like a weakness, right? Exactly. So that's but it can good. Be emotional exactly. So I say, I say as a weakness, I'm very bold and assertive. So I have to be careful of who I'm engaging with, and to kind of adapt my personality depending on the individual I'm talking to. So I say I'm aware of this. I'm aware of the way I can come across very dominant, but I am able because I'm aware to adapt the way I talk, how I strategically mm-hmm. engage other people. Yeah, whether you're talking to. A passive person who needs a little softer approach Mm -hmm. or you're talking to a MD who's like you can be assertive with. And then I end on However, being assertive and being bold in my career has benefited me because I am confident in front of an MD, in front of a CEO, and top of the owner of the business. That is who I am. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Savage B. Hey, do I get like another 10 for that? <laughs> I guess so. I guess you won this one. But round. you answered it good. We both, we tag teamed on that. That was good. That but was again, good. guys, understand that a weakness is not it's not what it is. It's mm-hmm. can you acknowledge it and can you understand it and Honesty, how it works awareness. with you. Yeah. So spin it, guys. Spin that sheet. Do it in a different way. Make it your own and acknowledge the shit. Okay. All right. Moving on to the next scenario because I already know I killed that one, so I definitely got a ten. Like you out did. of ten, you did. So <laughs> it's a tie game, a Brooklyn. Um, let's go to my last scenario for you. Someone was interviewing and a member of the senior management was in this interview. And so they walked in and as soon as the senior person sat down, he started staring at this poor woman's breasts, like just blatant eye contact to the boobs. Quick question. Cleavage wasn't showing? No cleavage was showing. She was wearing an appropriate That's a different situation. Yeah. Ladies, you know. We have to do our part, so let's keep it professional. But no, she had, you know, a button-up shirt. So no reason for him to be looking at my boobies. Normal stuff. Just might have been a a larger-chested woman. But yeah, blatant eye contact from the senior person in this interview. Brooklyn, what would you do? This is a good one. This is a juicy one, too. I think... And let me just actually preference. Go ahead. It wasn't happening just one moment. It was continuously through the interview. Emma. Question after question. You know my personality. What do you think I want to do? I want to punt. I want to dip over that freaking desk and be like, boom. But I wouldn't because I don't want anything out of my control to affect my interview. That is my moment. That's my moment to shine. Mm -hmm. However, I will acknowledge that and remember that face across me that looked at my boobs when I said, I didn't give you permission to look here, love. But I would kill my interview, focus on that in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then it's dependent on the next round. I'm thinking of the situation as if I am now where I don't need a new role, but I'm kind of looking, say, for example, so I don't have Mm -hmm. to take that role. So if they called me the next day and said, you are in the next round. Personally, I think for me, that'll be encouragement to say something. I'll say I'm ecstatic. I do want to be extremely transparent with you because I hopefully eventually will work for your company. But this is what happened. But I do want to pursue with, with this interview. I want to go to the next round. This has not stopped me from wanting to do the next interview and it hasn't stopped me from wanting to work at your company because it's a bad apple. Yeah, I just want to bring it to your attention. Exactly. And let you know it made me uncomfortable. And if they didn't put me through to the next round, I would still voice that. And probably even more, and if they called me and I didn't get to the next round, I would still 
voice that because I know it could be a woman in that position and that man is still there, still looking at people's boobies. So no. <laughs> Seriously, no. Oh, my God. I just had a... <laughs> boobies. I, I just had don't a look 15 at the year old moment. Boobies. Yeah, sorry. Um, but don't look at the boobies. But it's nothing to laugh yeah. at. Honestly, it's not. That infuriates me because I think about it as if I was going to an interview where I needed the job. So like when I first moved to Chicago, I was like not able to pay my rent Mm -hmm. because I was like off for six months. I thought I'd get a job sooner than I actually did. And so like being in that position, I would have been desperate and I would have not said anything. And it's so unfair that us women are put in these positions. The way our boobies are looking, okay, because they probably were looking good, has nothing to do with you. Like, what? No, How, first it's off, such a disrespect. It's such a yeah, disrespect. It's completely inappropriate, period. But as women, we I've all been through it. Mm-hmm. Whether I mean, you know, whether it's your boobs or it's your body. Your face. You've, you've gotten the <laughs> you looks. Know, it's just and a look. You've gotten the looks from, you know, different men. It's part of the gig. But, you know, I appreciate like Brooklyn's response to be like upfront and out there and just to put that out on the table before you've gotten the job. So back to your point though, cause that was a good point. If you need the job, do you not say anything then? Or like, what's your perspective well, yeah, I on mean, that? There are so many different jobs, whether it's corporate or otherwise, where women get oogled and ogled and treated completely disrespectfully, but they're in this position to where like, I need to just push you in your crazy creepiness to the side because mm-hmm. I need to get this job and I need to provide for myself and my family. So where I was in my life, I would have I would have kept moving. And if I would have gotten the job, you know, maybe you wouldn't have ever had to interact with the senior person again. So you're like, I'm not going to say anything because I won't have to deal with him. So you could have kind of gone through your job. But at some point, I feel like in that course of the job, you're going to have to deal with this person again. So whether when you get the job, maybe you killed your interview, you killed the next round, you got the mm-hmm. job. You know, if you could have found, you know, maybe a woman or maybe someone in the in company HR, you were yeah, comfortable with, you could have been like, I had this really uncomfortable experience during my interview process. And I just want to kind of mm-hmm. make note of it and just, you know, put it out there. And then, you know, you can have that on record for, again, if you run into the senior person again later in your career, maybe you kill your job and you're like moving yourself up and then you run into him in the workplace and this shit happens again, then boom, you go back to HR and you say, this happened again. And I already brought this to your attention when I interviewed and this is continuing to be a problem. So again, whether it's Brooklyn's approach where it's right off the bat and kind of establishing that or you kind of move through and you get the job and you say something then, or maybe you say it way later mm-hmm. if it comes up again. But the final point is you have to say something because you're not just it saying something up. for yourself because you may may never engage with that person again, but you're mm-hmm. saying it for other women. Savage beauty family, we have to get savage and have to step up. We may not say something straight away, because we're not bold enough, but you have to get that encouragement to eventually say something. That yeah. person needs that that cross mark against yeah. their name, at and, least one. And to be honest, though, you know, it's easier said than done. Of course. And ladies, if you are not comfortable putting that on record to that point or saying it to HR where it does go down on paper, all I will say is find someone you are comfortable with talking to, a mentor, 
another female in the office who you've connected with, a friend outside of the office, and talk through that scenario and find out what would be best for you. But always respect yourself, always protect yourself, Mm -hmm. and do what you need to do to make your work environment comfortable because this is not appropriate. And if anyone doesn't treat it as such, then that's a bigger problem Mm -hmm. and that's a freaking lawsuit. Boom. Seriously. And I just hope this this last scenario is encouragement to eventually say something. Yep. That I think we just leave it there. You know, say something. Yep. So ladies, ding, ding, ding. Looks like the winner of this round is, is me. Brooklyn because uh, she got to answer it's two me. and I it's only me. answered one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So congrats, Brooklyn. Thank you. I am a winner. I am a winner. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, ladies, these scenarios are really important because you might have gone through things that are very similar to these. You might have gone to things that are a little bit different, but kind of relate. But remember, like these scenarios are really to kind of help you break it down, give you guys some advice and some insight into what we would do or what we would say in those moments. And don't forget, be savage, hold yourself to a higher standard, hold the people around you to that same standard. Don't put yourself second. Don't put yourself below. Keep pushing and get what you need to get to get on top and make that money.